I'm Jessica Choba, and this is AI Hype versus Reality, an original podcast from Dell Technologies. I'm about to step into a virtual world to test my reflexes, memory, and range of motion. All of that will be analyzed by an AI to find out if I'm as fit and as healthy as I think I am, or if there's anything that I should be worried about. My name is Aran. I'm the founder and CEO of XR Health, and we are developing a medical AR VR platform. So tell me a little bit about what your AI focuses on. We're taking the raw data from the VR AR systems. We can analyze the raw data and generate insights. Now, by adding another layer of data, context, what's the injury of that patient, what's his status, how he's performing in real time, then you can create an AI that actually, you know, learn and see how the patient perform and in real time react. Awesome. Well, can we go do it right now? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so I'm touching all these little like glowy balls that, oh, my gloves changed color. Exactly. So oh, that's switching. not fair. I didn't even see that. <laughs> you need to pay attention. I am paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Before we find out what happened in that virtual world, let's dive into the hype surrounding artificial intelligence and healthcare. AI will diagnose life-threatening conditions quicker and more accurately. Fully autonomous surgical systems will replace operating room doctors. Home care will be improved thanks to virtual assistants and in-home robots. All of this will happen any day now. To find the reality in all of that hype, I'm joined by Dave Graham. He works on emerging tech for Dell Technologies. So Dave, let's break down those hype headlines because there's a lot of different stuff going on here. So first one up, can life-threatening conditions be diagnosed faster and better with AI? The answer is, it depends. What you have is the benefit of large amounts of data backing it. I uh, think through the course of human history, it's able to look at every single image you know that's ever been done and it's been trained on that. And so it makes educated guesses based on uh, what would take hundreds of thousands of doctors to look at at any given point. In those cases, you know, it's been shown to have an, a higher accuracy rate in certain circumstances than the comparable human doctor. It just never replaces a human doctor. Gotcha. We've heard from him before, but uh, Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of deep learning and neural networks, uh, certainly feels like we're headed into an AI-powered future in healthcare, especially when it comes to diagnostics. They show this patch of skin to a neural network, and the neural network tells you what kind of cancer it is or if it's not cancer. And the neural network is as good as a dermatologist now, and it's only been trained on 130,000 examples. Um, and with time, you could easily train it on 10 million examples, and then it'll be better than dermatologists. And that's something that's very easy to see how you use it, because you can have an app on your cell phone, you can point it at some funny patch of skin you have, and you don't need the embarrassment of going to the doctor and saying, is this skin cancer, and the doctor laughing at you? Or you don't have the disappointment of going to the doctor and saying, is this skin cancer, and the doctor saying, why didn't you come before? It sounds like he's saying that this AI is actually going to be able to replace doctors. There's augmentation of, not replacement, you know. Uh, a lot of these things, like he points out, skin cancer diagnosis, again, image-based recognition, image-based diagnostic kind of capabilities are very, very um, 
I won't say they're easy, but they're easier to kind of integrate into medical diagnosis than other softer or more nuanced type diagnoses, right? I, I don't see them replacing things anytime soon. I do see them long-term being a very, very valid augmentation of uh, standard clinical diagnosis or, you know, doctor's office-based diagnosis like Jeffrey Hinton says. So that sounds like that takes care of our second question, our second headline, which is, will all doctors be replaced by fully autonomous systems? And it sounds like they won't be completely replaced. Do you have any real-world examples where AI actually has been used in healthcare to diagnose an illness specifically? Is there anything that people are currently using with this kind of AI? Yeah, I found out about something called Deep Gestalt. It's a group of algorithms that analyze images of people's faces in order to diagnose rare genetic conditions. There are certain diseases that can lead to unusual facial features, but it can be really tricky for a single doctor to diagnose them based on only those features. So that's where Deep Gestalt comes in, and it was built by a Boston biotech company called FDNA, and this is their CEO, Dekel Gelbman. When a patient comes into the doctor with a rare disease, uh, the question isn't whether that child has Angelman syndrome or not, whether that child has Cornelia de Lange syndrome or not. The question is, what does that child have? And so it's our job to go through all the different possibilities, rank them, and present them to the clinician so that the clinician can do a better job with this unknown problem. In essence, what we're trying to do is we're trying to use a pretty big data set of patient photos to help the computer distinguish between different diseases based on how they manifest in the face. It comes from a basic collaboration between hundreds and even thousands of different geneticists around the world. And every time they use that platform, they contribute data that helps educate it and continue development of the technology. Would artificial intelligence replace doctors? We don't think so. We think that doctors that use artificial intelligence will replace doctors that don't. Well, that answers our hype headline number two nicely, that instead of fully autonomous doctors replacing human doctors, it might be doctors using AI replacing doctors that don't. That being said, though, how accurate is deep gestalt at diagnosing illnesses? Uh, according to Dekel and his team, it's as much as 20% more accurate. So where human experts diagnose a certain syndrome 75% of the time, deep gestalt is around 96%. So let's move on to our third hype headline. Will virtual assistants and robots provide home care uh, a la better home care even? Uh, I think in the future, yeah, absolutely. There's a possibility that... Um, they can be used in ways that would help the aged and infirmed, for example, having a regimented schedule of this is when you need your medication. There's you know, the ability to be placed in people's homes and being able to have viable technology and connectivity back to a doctor's office for remote monitoring and stuff like that. There is that initial fear or initial kind of hurdle of interacting with something that's inanimate, right? That's not a human being that a lot of our older populations are so used to doing. I, I'm going to be repeating augmentation. I think it starts with augmentation and then it you know, gradually could replace you know, in-home care for a certain type of population. But obviously, there's always going to be a need for follow-up care, direct, directed care for, for folks that, that absolutely require it. It's kind of like, did you ever see that 2012 movie Robot and Frank? <laughs> yeah. 
where he gets a butler and it's kind of a home health care thing. And then he trains it how to um, rob <laughs> because he's actually been a cat burglar for his entire life. It's amazing. Anyway, just throwing that out there. Well, that is all very, very interesting. Thanks again, Dave. Uh, later on in the show, I don't know if you know about this or not, but I'm getting my health tested by a virtual reality AI app. So um, hopefully... We don't find anything out that has been hiding and lurking in the background of my life. Um, Otherwise, it's going to be a very interesting show. Good good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, So I but before we go do that, I'm actually going to hear from someone whose job it is to be at the center of what's new and emerging in AI healthcare. My name is Joe Marks. Uh, I'm the executive director of the Center for Machine Learning and Health at Carnegie Mellon University. So Joe runs a sort of seed fund within the university. They raise money from sponsors and put that money to work with CMU faculty on what they think are the best projects in digital healthcare, which means Joe has his finger on the pulse of what is being developed. For instance, personalized medicine. So this is the idea of tailoring your treatment for a particular disease based on your health record, so your previous health history, and more importantly, on your genomic profile your genes and, and, and how they're expressed. That's a major trend in, in healthcare that will be coming over the next decades. And where does the AI come in? It's analyzing and learning from massive, massive amounts of data. If you get your DNA sequenced, the raw data that comes off the sequencer is 200 gigabytes. Um, if you then get the DNA sequence of mutating tumors or your microbiome, you can quickly see where your genomic profile could end up being terabytes and then trying to do machine learning, essentially comparing your profile against the profile of other people to to find matches and then to see which treatment worked best for them. You're doing machine learning on, on data sets where the individual data elements are measured in terabytes. Another project Joe's group has invested in is My Healthy Pregnancy, which is an app that uses AI to detect potentially high risk pregnancies. So using uh, machine learning predictive analytics to try and identify pregnancies that could benefit from early intervention with the goal to providing a better outcome for mom and child and also to saving the insurance money. So that's another one we're very excited about. When it comes to healthcare and AI, a lot of what we're talking about is data analysis, sifting through all the data that's coming from various scans and tests and learning from it. But here's the thing, the data itself, its security, is what we should be concerned about in the future more than AI's replacing doctors. More data can improve treatment, can improve efficiency of providing treatment, but you have to be very careful with that data because it's intensely private. You can't undo the effect of a, of a privacy breach. You know, if somebody steals your credit card, you can get a new number and a new card overnight. It's happened to me. Somebody steals your DNA or learns something about your mental or health condition. You can't undo that. You can't unring that bell. That is a great and sobering reality check, especially as I'm about to have my own health data collected and analyzed inside a virtual world. And hopefully they won't discover anything too concerning. I'm in Boston's Innovation District to challenge healthcare hype. Specifically, I'm going to be putting current AI to the test in a physical therapy setting. XR Health CEO Aaron Orr has just given me a virtual reality headset, which has put me inside of a strange world to test my range of motion, accuracy, and memory. It's a very pretty landscape in here. 
in my cabin in the woods. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Nice. Yeah. So let's start with the Whiplash app. Okay. So choose the rotate. Okay. We will measure your uh, range oh of motion. Oh my gosh, there's a dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can I touch it? We'll, we'll talk about the dragon in All a right. sec. All right. Uh, but in this app, we are measuring the patient range of motion, response time, reaction time. And basically after a minute in by using our app, mm -hmm. uh, the clinician can get more data uh, than he can get in any other way. Hit okay. the go button. Hit go. All right. I'm in a medieval town with mountains and oh gosh i'm getting yelled at by a guy that tells me to keep looking at the center point um, there's a dragon to the left of me just hanging out your job now is to protect the dragon from those evil creatures okay and in order to protect him all you need to do is follow him and and basically with yeah with okay. your head oh he's cute <laughs> he's eating these little power balls now that's the beauty about vr you are playing a game and that's basically, again, it's a, it's a game where the patient is not aware that we are actually testing his capabilities, his or her. Can I customize my dragon? You can customize <laughs> You want to pick different colors? These are things you guys need to think about in the, if I'm telling you. One gamer from another, I need to be able to name it, customize it, I should be able to grow it from an egg. I can trade with my friends. Like, you got a whole big world we can explore here. Without a doubt. Okay. That's virtual reality AI test number one. Certainly didn't feel like any trip to the doctor that I've ever done. Felt more like, well, honestly, totally like a video game. And while the computer is crunching the results, on to test number two. Well, we're back at the main menu, which is my cabin in the woods. Uh, let's go uh, with Luna. Ooh, good, I was hoping you were gonna say Luna, because it looks really pretty. <laughs> so in the Luna app, um, it's basically for hot flashes and for pain management. Oh, okay. This is probably the most, uh, at the moment, the most advanced AI that we have because, uh, as you can see, there is a moon. Yeah. Her name is Luna. Uh -huh. And this is basically an AI trainer uh, that coaches the patient how to cope with the hot flashes. And mm -hmm. it's interact constantly according to your response and according to your performance. So just to paint the picture for you, I'm standing in a winter wonderland, surrounded by snow-covered mountains, the ground is white and fluffy, there's even snowflakes lazily drifting all around me. Oh, whoa, every time I stare at something, it starts to freeze. Exactly. What's throwing me off is that when I'm breathing, that's when the smoke from the, the breath that you guys have from being out in the cold uh -huh. happens, and it's like, I don't <laughs> it flips me out. All those elements, can basically trick the brain and immediately affect the body. This is amazing. I actually feel as if like my lips are cold. Now go back, uh, hit the home button again. Mm -hmm. yeah, and now we'll test your memory. Go to memorize. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Yeah, let's try to do three items to memorize. What French fries? Sunglasses and cowboy hat. So I have to find those three things? Uh-huh. Okay. okay, french fries, sunglasses, and cowboy hat. Is it gonna trick me? Like, is it gonna be blue sunglasses no, and I no, need no. red ones? Good luck. I'm standing in a big sunlit hall that kind of looks like an airport terminal. And there's conveyor belts on either side of me, and coming toward me is a totally random bunch of stuff. Oh gosh, I have hands. Shoot, what was it? French fries, <laughs> sunglasses, and a cowboy hat. Not bad. Okay. French fries, sunglasses, and a cowboy hat. Am I missing it? No, no, no. Oh, have they come yet? I'm yeah. so stressed. 
<laughs> I want to do so well. I got to get number one. I got to be top of the leaderboards. And now for the final test, a VR app designed to test my reaction time. Now choose the React app. All right. React. Now this I think I'm going to be really good at, A, because I play a lot of video games. Okay. And I, so I have pretty good hand-eye coordination. And B, I used to do uh, softball okay, for so let, years. Okay, so let's see. Choose, choose applications. applications and React. React. Okay. Now you'll have two boxing gloves in your hand. Your job is to touch the right light according to the color of the glove. So I'm it. touching all these little like glowy balls that match my gloves. What? What? Oh, my gloves changed color. Exactly. So oh, that's switching. not fair. I didn't even see that. <laughs> you need to pay attention. I am paying attention. <laughs> but while you are doing that, we again, we are measuring if you're impulsive or not, differences between your right side to your left side, reaction time, response time. It's a different thing. And now, the moment of truth. Aaron and I sit down at his computer to look at my results. Okay, you can take the headset off. Huh. Have fun? Yeah. yeah. Well, any game. I always have fun at any game. That's awesome. Okay. Okay, now let's see your results. So here you can see your range of motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Let's uh, uh, take a look at accuracy, for example. So accuracy is when you follow the dragon and protected the dragon. Oh, okay, yeah. That's basically where we are measuring your accuracy. So accuracy, when someone is suffering from whiplash or cervical spine, it's very hard for them to keep a very accurate uh, um, line of sight, basically. For so is our necks constantly e exactly, moving around? Exactly, because okay. it's not stable, and, and that's something that we can uh, that we can measure relatively easy. So um, I disagree with what I'm reading here. I've got a bar graph here, here and it's saying I'm down to like 50%? I would follow that dragon precisely all over the map. It's, it's more for people that are suffering from uh, pain or injury. Okay, what you can't see on the results screen is that these results are for the quality of my movement, not just my accuracy. And that's a subtle measurement that has to do with how I move, not how closely I followed the dragon. If you are suffering from pain, you will be very hesitant to do like very smooth or fast movement. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, basically a, a, an indicator. And so then the last test was the punching test. Exactly. And again, you did, by the way, pretty good as you can see. Oh yeah, I did yeah. really good. Yeah. You, did, yeah. you did the best out of the last 15 sessions that How we How do I compare it to the rest of your office? No, no, so th this is your oh, results. yeah. So oh, okay, this, this is, is the office's th results. Exactly, this is all oh, the other employees. Not to gloat, but to totally gloat. I hit 20 out of 20 targets in my last test. The rest of his office mates, about 10 out of 20. High five. And, and you, yeah, you, you killed it. On the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, here in that simple test, now, uh -huh. again, we can see if you, again, differences between your right side, left side, mm -hmm. again, reaction time and response time. It's two different things, right? The, the entire idea, and if you want, we can now dive into the AI question. Yes, well, yeah, uh, let's dive uh, into the AI question. So, so we are basically at now at stage one, or one and a half, if you, if you want. Mm -hmm. So we, are, we have all the data component. We can have simple sequence that reacts to the insight that we are generating. Mm -hmm. And the next step, I don't know, in a year from now, is that instead of the clinician making the decision, the AI will make the decision. Got it. Right? Because if, let's say, we are seeing that you're not getting better, not us, the AI, right? The AI see that you're not getting better, mm -hmm. so immediately we can adjust the protocols, right? The next session will be according to your session. My results in the memory game, 
weren't great. I only picked the items I was supposed to memorize about 30% of the time. Duh. All right, so then based on all the data that you collected on me today, mm -hmm. overall, is there anything you think that I should be aware of, keep an eye out for, practice? <laughs> so first of all, I'm not a clinician. Uh -huh. uh, and <laughs> And we are trying not to, you know, to take the clinician roles, but overall, it seems like you're uh, doing great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so keep up the good work. I know you really <laughs> wanted to say your memory could use some work, but that's fine, because I'm aware of that. <laughs> well, this was a really fun, this was a really fun day. Thanks, yeah, I'm very impressed that. by it, yeah. I have emerged from the virtual world to discover that A, it was a lot of fun, and B, honestly, what surprised me the most about it was the fact that I didn't even realize that I was getting tested. Also, I'm super competitive, even with myself. <laughs> and so after experiencing that virtual world, getting personalized results generated by AI and hearing from experts, is the hype justified? Is AI going to change everything about how healthcare is delivered? Absolutely. But not in any scary ways. We're not talking fully autonomous surgeons anytime soon, but we are talking right now about doctors using AI to help them be better at their jobs, better at keeping us all healthy. That's AI hype versus reality from Dell Technologies. And if you want to see what it looked like when I stepped into that virtual world, check out dellteknologies.com slash hypevreality. Next time on the podcast, can AIs beat us at every game, predict the outcome of any sport, and invest our money better than we can? Tune in to find out.